Hi, and welcome to the Legal Wellbeing Podcast. This is a monthly employment law and wellbeing podcast hosted by me, Gulnaz Raja. I'm the founder of GNR Solicitors, and I'm an employment law solicitor. Each month, I'm going to take a look at how employers and HR functions can champion wellbeing in the workplace for a happier and more content workforce. Each month, I'll be joined by special guests to take a deep dive into this really important issue. We hope you enjoy this month's podcast. Hi, Katie, how are you? Hey, I am very good, thank you. Thank you for uh, thank you for inviting me to talk to you. How are you doing? Yes, I'm very well, thanks. Um, it's great to have you. Um, so Katie is a executive and leadership coach. Um, and um, what we're looking to discuss today is really innovation in the workplace and, and how leaders can be more vulnerable and actually step out of their comfort zone in terms of their usual style of leading and what we are more perhaps accustomed to as employees and, and actually how we can, you know, sort of change that and how coaches can support with that. Um, so, Katie, um, first of all, I want to say a great background that you've got. We're talking about how we had a map of the world um, on your wall, which is quite nice to see at the moment when um, we're in the midst, still in the midst of COVID. So, Hopefully we'll be able to get to see some of these spots. But um, yeah, I mean, would you like to kick off and, and give us, a, you know, some information about when you're first approached by a leader who is asking you, yeah. um, how can I change the way I lead in the workplace to perhaps um, adapt to the current times where, you know, well-being and thinking about employees in a more Absolutely. kind of constructive way? Yeah, no, it's, it's, um, it's really relevant at the moment and some of the challenges that we have um, been brought to bear with um, COVID have actually always been with us. It's about inclusion, um, it's about um, employees feeling heard, literally, not just the is my am I on mute, but literally a meaningful an understanding of have I been heard and how you create um, meaningful work for people. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of find that the what COVID has done is uh, post-COVID is, is actually is brought us opportunities um, to allow a, a more inclusive workspace. And what inclusion does is it allows us for people to feel safe at work. And that's the number one thing for leaders is, is people feeling safe at work. And what I mean by that, it's not the sort of extrinsic side, which is, am I going to get paid tomorrow? You know, am mm. I, that's, that's all important, but that's, that, that should be in place. What it means is, it's more about the things that say, if I speak up, am I going to be listened to? Um, mm-hmm. it, is my work valued? Do I know where I fit in? And all of these communications um, come from having good relationships. So that's that's the sort of number one thing is, is good relationships. Mm. The other the other side um, to creating a great motivation um, space is accountability. And actually, that's where leaders trust people to do their jobs. And um, the trust thing, when it's um, notionally a little bit harder because we're not in the same room or, or the same building or whatever, but actually um, trust shouldn't be bound by walls. Um, it should, and again, it comes down to relationships. So for leaders to create innovation, there's two things I would advise. One mm. is around creating high psychological safety within the team. 
And the second thing is, is accountability. And if people are familiar with Amy Edmondson's work, um, this is where I get the information from. But also is I've lived it as well. So some of the teams that I've worked with, I've used this methodology in order to create um, the high performance that we were looking for. Mm. And I think you're right about the sort of more extrinsic side of things, which is I think when I've worked for a couple of tech startups, there is a real focus on technology and having all the latest equipment. And when you start a new job, it all does seem really quite exciting. Um, But actually, when you start the job, I think startups can sometimes feel quite you can feel quite isolated within them because you're often one of the first people to be doing maybe a legal role or perhaps a you might be you know in the within IT and there's just a few of you or maybe actually IT would probably grow a bit more than some of the other teams um, and so some of those other issues like building good relationships with rather than just working in silo I think that can be quite difficult particularly when somebody is starting a new startup in the middle of um, a pandemic where they may not Absolutely. be seeing their colleagues every day. Um, yeah. is there, is there any way that leaders can can support with that journey rather than sometimes they might do it via slack or they might just have a group you know an online group That's true. <laughs> yeah it's what so one of the things around um slack or online groups or whatever is um is the facilitation for people to communicate in different ways so um one of the things that happens um with slack is sometimes you get um one or two people talking um or typing Um, or messaging. But some of the useful things that we can use in a hybrid world are things like polls and quizzes Mm -hmm. and uh, where people can choose to answer anonymously if they wish to, but also is um, it's about timing and relevance is also Mm. really important. So if people are going to dial into um, a weekly check-in or a weekly update, is it Mm. going to be the same old stuff each time? Or is it going to be the results of something? So the the poll you did on Thursday afternoon around something that people care about. Well, we'll be talking on Monday about that result and what Mm -hmm. I think about it. So um, I would say the two takeaways from how leaders can be more inclusive, especially if they're on multiple platforms, is use tools that everybody's voice matters on. So quizzes, um, polls, something like that. And then in terms of relevance, say when you're going to talk about it. Mm. So don't just leave it at that, basically. It's yeah. not just completing a, a poll and um, completing quizzes. It, there's actually something tangible at the end of it and exactly. some action that's going to come as a result of that. Yeah, and what I'd recommend as well, I don't know I, I don't know that I can push particular brands on here, but um, some of the ways that you can answer quizzes, there's more um, intelligent ways that quizzes can actually be done or, or questionnaires. So if a person answers with a particular way, their question that they get next is different to a person who answered a, a, the question differently. So you actually get a richer source of data because it's a, it's a more intelligent questionnaire. So there's, mm. a, there's, a lot, there's a logic flow in it. And what's really important with that, there's um, one of the startups that I was working with actually has um, AI built into it so that when they, um, when they actually, when the person types a word, they can actually say, ah, can you tell me more about this particular mm. thing? So even if the leader who's created the questionnaire has no idea about mm. what the themes that actually are there, then these questionnaires can do that. But I don't think it's I don't think it's widely available, but there are certain questionnaires yeah. to get a wider data set. 
which actually if you're you know in a if you're working in a tech environment or it is a startup environment you you generally are more aware of you know ai a lot more so maybe kind of putting that into your yeah. hr processes and um the way you manage people is is another way of doing it isn't it but um exactly but you know i think you're i think i think the, the the point that sticks out in my mind is about kind of creating safety at work and i suppose it's the it's the physical safety and you know it's also the health factor as well but it's it's not just that though is it it's more around kind of when you do speak up or when you do have a point of view is somebody going to judge you or are they going to That's take it. it on board um so there's a bit there's a more broader element to that isn't 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 it Katie very much and also is if, especially if you're talking to a group of people um on a screen some of who have cameras on some who have cameras off um mm. a lot of the things that we look for as humans um mm. don't appear so we're looking for eye contact we're looking for smiles we're looking for nods and sometimes mm just not there and so what leaders um, can do in these um, circumstances is role modeling yeah and so um, it's really important that um, leaders show um, elements of their character and their personality um, but also taking into into account inclusive aspects of how people would like to communicate so not everybody does want their camera on and some people prefer to type considered answers than have a conversation. So what the leader does by role modeling is um, bringing in those character, telling stories, really important, telling stories um, and demonstrating that every single day is not a ream of successes necessarily. They can mm. be tricky points and they can be difficulties. Um, mm. But being able to express that vulnerability to their team um, will um, start to create the atmosphere that other people can demonstrate that sort of vulnerability and realise mm. that you're not going to be mocked, you're not going to be um, made to feel silly or anything like that. But leaders need to role model behaviours. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's I think that's a good point because I think certain leaders have have different ways of of managing. Some some are very kind of business like. Um, some have more of a personal um, touch to their approach um, and others are a lot of people are probably learning along the way yeah <laughs> because yeah. there's so much to contend with and recognize and we're not all just going into the office nine to five every day um, there's a lot more to cater for and a lot more different types of people to cater for um, so I think the leaders have a, a difficult job on their hands I'm, I'm, I'm wondering leaders are thinking a bit more about all of this before they become leaders um and i wonder if there's anything that can be done in your opinion in i don't know if it's an assessment perhaps that can take place or perhaps a bit of training before they can even become a leader well it's a good it's a good question because it builds into ensuring that people are suitably qualified and what have you um but actually i do a little a little sort of challenge on what we think makes a good leader Hmm. Because I think diversity, um, cognitive diversity of leadership is vital in this new Hmm. world. So people's different approaches. And what I think we need is um, number one is passion. Do people want to be leaders? So lots of people in in the UK, especially um, the way to have career progression and the way to earn more money is to take on a leadership role. Hmm. But actually, lots of people don't want to. Mm. And that's the key thing is, do you want to? 
And yeah. so in terms of, um, I would sort of shy away slightly from uh, sort of um, personality tests or potential things like that, because actually all of the data is from an old system. It's from an old mm. world. And so mm. I'd, I'd love to disrupt that. And actually, the best thing that we can do is we can we can bring people into leadership situations as uh, shadows. So if mm. you wanted, so lots of companies have developed shadow boards, that sort of thing. And mm. the best way to learn is through experiential learning. So really embrace the situation and learn not by not by books, not by textbooks, but just do you enjoy being a leader? Mm. And and learning that way is what I would be doing. So. For people, especially in a hybrid world, it's that kind of thing. We have safe learning situations um, mm. and allowing people to go for it. And but also is getting used to people being comfortable with being uncomfortable is mm. really cool. So if somebody said, oh, I don't like it. That was hard. That was difficult. Mm. Well, what do you under, what what feelings are evoked when it's hard and when it's difficult? Because actually, is it adrenaline? Is it is it actually fun but because you're used to worlds where getting something wrong has consequences you don't want to push boundaries mm. whereas if the, if the leaders are creating a safe place to work one that encourages innovation one that encourages experiment lots of people will give it a go and know that it doesn't have consequences mm. it doesn't have career implications the only implication it has is good for you you gave it a go yeah. So there's no such thing as failure, really, Correct. you know, because <laughs> I suppose, you know, sometimes it may not work out, but if you don't try it out, you just that's won't it. know, will you? And learn exactly. from it. Exactly. Um, and that's and that's why we want to make it. Uh, that's why I would encourage leaders to make all of these opportunities as accessible as possible. Hmm. So now, now that we have different ways to um, contribute, um, people's um, accessibility, uh, requirements shouldn't prohibit them from having a go at all of these things and mm. so what leaders can do around technology and innovation to give opportunities to as many people as possible that's what I think is uh, is for them and that's what I think they can they can do with their with their position of power yeah definitely and I think um, also um, I think putting people on the right courses is is quite important i think ensuring that you're you're developing people along the way rather than just saying well you're going to be a, a leader tomorrow you're going to manage Correct. you know you're going to have five different heads underneath you and off you go you've been yep. here for ages exactly <laughs> it yeah it, it, you, exactly. you still need that development to, uh, to take place and support yeah and uh, but so does everybody you know mm. because um, we've got to, um, I mean, I'm, I'm putting words into this conversation, um, which lots of people are familiar with, but another one that people will probably be familiar with is growth mindset. So mm. you embrace new things with, uh, with an open mind. And if you become comfortable that you're going to meet people that know more than you, or you're going to come across tech you've never used before, but go with the growth mindset, well, what can I learn from this person? Or what could this tech do? How could this tech make my life better? Suddenly mm. your, brain, your brain chills out and goes, oh, okay, this isn't a threat situation. Maybe mm. my life could be, could be easier, better, mm. interesting from, from doing it. But when we close down and we fear uh, things, we don't want to learn anymore. So again, the role modeling for leaders comes in, mm. Share, sharing what they're learning, sharing what they're reading, because mm. learning is just new stuff. So it doesn't need to be a certified course. It's a book, yeah. it's a podcast. But what, yeah. are you, what new information are you taking on board? And share that with your team. 
Absolutely. And I think just sort of finally, one area I think that's quite interesting is, is the whole great resignation of how employees uh, yeah. are leaving. Um, and, and I suppose what that's doing to leaders and how they're kind of, it must be a huge confidence knock for, for leaders, because if people are leaving jobs and positions, they will obviously, you know, internalize that and say, oh, is that because of me? Or maybe they won't even say uh, that. May, maybe they may say, well, well, there's nothing wrong with us. It's the employee, you know, it's almost like, are they willing to look deeply into why this is taking place and what they should be doing and looking to do in the future rather than just yeah. sort of shrugging it off and also at the same time, not taking it personally as well. Uh, right. And this, this is a really important one, which comes back to the points that we were talking about right at the start about relationships. And so when we have good relationships with people at work, they will want to talk to you mm. and um, being able to not internalize it as a leader and take it personally is really important because people's career, their lives evolve. And yeah. we're not in a world where one job is for life anymore because mm -hmm. we have so many opportunities. And so when a leader has good relationships with their team, they can have conversations and they won't take it personally. And what you want to do is support that person. But mm -hmm. also, if you, if you sense that the person's maybe um, what's motivating, what's influencing their decisions, maybe needs a different perspective, that's mm. also important. Mm. And so I think it's really about um, allowing the employee to make sure they've got the whole um, perspective that they could to make the right choices for them. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's such a, a big time for leaders at the moment. It really is. It's really a lot of soul searching going on before signing up to be a leader and I think that's I think that's a great thing because I think in the past it's just been the natural step in one's career whereas it may not be the right path for everybody but it's certainly something that can be um, looked at more closely and developed over time you know you're not a good leader from from day one so I think hopefully this conversation will be useful to people that are looking to become leaders or on the path to leadership um, but it's certainly been great to speak to you um, in this. Thank and um, thank you very much indeed, Katie. No, you're very welcome. It's been lovely to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this month's podcast. If you're enjoying what you're listening to, please subscribe to our show and feel free to leave a review. This podcast is sponsored by GNR Solicitors. If you would like to follow GNR Solicitors, you can follow them on LinkedIn, Instagram, or Facebook. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next month.